Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, my friend? You know you are listening to Real English Radio with your favorite podcaster, Tony Kaizen. This is the only podcast you need to learn real spoken English in a practical yet interesting way. And in this episode, talking about nothing number two, I'm sure you guessed, I'm going to be talking about nothing in particular. And I'm going to try my best to speak as naturally as I can um, and not enunciate so much and speak so, you know, robotically. Because typically when I speak on the podcast, especially when I'm reading a script, I try to speak slowly and calmly and clearly because I know you're learning English. I know that there are tons of people of different levels listening to this podcast. So I try to make it or record it in a way that the majority will understand. But as I'm sure you know, it's not exactly my natural way of speaking. I don't speak too fast. I think I don't I don't think I speak too fast naturally, but I definitely don't speak the exact same way I typically speak on this podcast. But anyway, I'm going to try my best to speak naturally in this episode and be mindful of what I'm saying. So if I do say something a little bit more advanced, I'll at least try to explain it. But I don't really have any notes. I have a few things that I'd like to touch on or talk about or mention during this episode, but I'm not reading any script or any notes. I don't really know how this is going to go. But I do know that you guys seem to enjoy the Talking About Nothing episodes. Back when I was working on Life in English, those were some of the episodes with the most downloads. Um... And even in this podcast, talking about nothing number one has a lot more downloads than many of the other episodes. So I figured, why not? I might try to do this once a week or once a month or twice a month or just more consistently because I think for you, it's good to hear how I really talk and kind of challenge yourself to understand real spoken English. And also it's good for me because it's always been a challenge for me to express my ideas without preparation or speak off the cuff, which is the same thing. To speak off the cuff just means to speak without thinking about what you're going to say or without having prepared first. You just say whatever comes to mind and try to make yourself understood. So speaking off the cuff has always been challenging for me because I guess the majority of my adolescence, I didn't really talk much at all. You know what I mean? Or I would only talk to my friends, but I would never um, have to express myself in the way I'm doing it now. 
I would never do public speaking or and if I had to, it was always like a disaster, you know? And I know that it's just a skill. Like the more you do it, the better you get at it. And I think improvising when you speak is the same thing, which is why I'm always telling you, speak English every day and you'll get better at speaking English because it's just practice. So these talking about nothing episodes, I think are good for that. And one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about today is, or I guess one thing I wanted to encourage you to stop doing is arguing with fucking stupid people. Like you, if this is something you do often, you got to stop, bro. Do not argue with fucking stupid people. And what do I mean by stupid people? I mean, people who are not thinking critically, people who make every decision in life based on the way they're feeling at the moment. That's stupid. You know, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody because I'm stupid at times. I'm human, right? I'm just saying you don't want to argue with somebody that's clearly stupid, clearly not thinking critically about what they're saying, clearly doesn't even know what they're talking about because to talk as if you know what you're talking about when deep down you know you have no clue, that's stupid, bro. You don't want to argue with people like this. And the reason I wanted to talk to you about this is because it seems more common than ever because of social media. I'm not saying social media is the reason we do this because we definitely did it before social media. It's just now it's easier than ever because you have access to thousands or millions of people online. So if you go to the comment section of any video, especially viral videos or polemic videos, controversial videos, anything on YouTube, just spend a few minutes going down the comments and you see all these fucking just people who have no idea what they're talking about but want to think of themselves as experts on the topic and want to feel like they've won an argument with a complete fucking stranger on the internet they just have to get the last word and show you that they're right and that you're wrong and you're dumb and they're smart you don't need to waste your time arguing with people like this bro i saw recently a video on tiktok this guy was talking about the same idea the reason you shouldn't argue with stupid people because there are literally some people out there who are incapable of grasping certain concepts they just don't have the level of intelligence necessary to have certain debates or conversations it's like they're literally not intelligent enough and that sounds rude that sounds disrespectful to some people who are more sensitive right But it's kind of the truth. And the the example he gave in his video was like, imagine you're talking to somebody and you want to discuss or debate a hypothetical situation. There are literally people who can't do it. They're incapable of doing it. So I might say, you know, imagine you had cereal for breakfast this morning. And that person responds and says, but I didn't have cereal this morning. It's like, I, I know you didn't have cereal. I'm just asking you to imagine it hypothetically. In a hypothetical situation, you had cereal this morning. Just ima- But I didn't. I didn't have cereal. So what are you talking about? There are literally people out there like that who can't grasp the idea of just theoretically this thing happened. Hypothetically speaking, this happened. You know what I mean? Try to put yourself in this hypothetical situation to see something from a, diff- a different perspective. They can't do it. Their brains won't let them do it for whatever reason. For whatever reason. 
So you don't, you shouldn't argue with somebody like that. If it's clear, if you get into a discussion with somebody and it's clear that they're not thinking critically, it's clear that they're incapable of seeing something from a different perspective, it's clear that they're not interested in listening to what you have to say, like, don't, don't waste your time, bro. You have nothing to prove to fucking strangers on the internet or strangers in the street, even your own family and friends. Because sometimes it's family and friends, right? That you get into these arguments or disagreements with a lot of times, like politics is a great example. I think that's where we see the least amount of critical thinking, generally speaking, right? You have a political discussion with most people, it gets emotional, like really, really quickly. Like really quick. It goes from this is what uh, I think to this is what I know and believe. And when it comes to politics, none of us know anything when it comes to life none of us know anything for sure and you just find especially with politics people speak with such conviction like they know what the truth is and they know what's right and anyone who disagrees is the fucking enemy and they're stupid and they're wrong because these people aren't thinking critically these are the kind of people who believe that they are their thoughts they identify with their thoughts and their beliefs, and they think that it's one and the same. But it's not. You are not your thoughts. You are not your beliefs. Like, you, you're, what you believe can... You used to, like, bro, you used to believe that there was a fat white man with a, with a gorgeous beard in a red velvet suit that would fly around the world with reindeer dropping presents down the fucking chimney. As a kid, you believed that. Imagine if a grown-ass man or woman actually believed that's how presents arrive at our houses and under the tree. Imagine. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You, you know that's not real, right? But a kid believes that. Is the kid stupid? No, the kid just believes something that isn't true. That's it, right? You used to believe that there was a fucking fairy that would, you, you fuck, bro, you would leave your tooth under your pillow, actually thinking a fairy's gonna come see me tonight and leave money under my pillow. Why the fuck would she give you money for your teeth, bro? It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. But as a kid, you believe that. You couldn't wait to put the fucking pill, the, the tooth under the pillow. Like, man, I'm gonna wake up. It's gonna be a dollar there. It's gonna be five dollars, ten dollars. What? And you wake up, you see the money, like, what? The tooth fairy came to visit me. Like, bro. And as an adult, if I told you the next time you lost a tooth, just put it under your pillow. I guarantee there'll be money there tomorrow. You'd be like, bro, what the fuck are you saying to me right now? What are you talking about? Because your beliefs can change. And just because you believed something that wasn't true in the past doesn't mean that you were stupid back then. It just means that you believed something that wasn't true. So I think when you when you learn to think critically, you learn to separate yourself from your thoughts and beliefs. And you understand that all of us are human with faulty logic. And we try to invent answers when we don't know the answer because it makes us feel safe and secure. But we shouldn't like lie to ourselves and really start to believe that we have all the fucking answers and we know what's right and what's wrong and what's true. This shit's all relative, bro. So to sit and argue with somebody and get mad and offended and triggered 
because of what somebody else believes or thinks. Like, it doesn't make sense, bro. Especially when most people aren't thinking critically. So you you might want to have an intellectual debate or conversation with somebody. And they're just incapable of separating themselves from what they believe. So the conversation immediately gets emotional and they want to yell and talk over you and call you names. They don't want to hear what you have to say or consider your perspective. That's a stupid human being. You don't. Why would you waste your time arguing with somebody like that? There's no winning an argument like that. If you allow yourself to stay in that place with that person, then you get emotional and you degrade yourself and you stoop down to their level of stupidity. <laughs> like you're just, just two fucking animals. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh. But it's like, bro, time is finite, dog. Why would you waste it arguing with stupid fucking people? Who clearly, and I'm, when I say stupid, I mean somebody who doesn't want to learn. That's stupidity. Somebody who refuses to learn. I guess that's the definition of a stupid person, right? Because we're all ignorant to certain things. But to learn is to cure yourself of the ignorance. So when you refuse to do that, you choose to be ignorant. You choose to ignore the truth. That's fucking stupid, you know? And there's no reason to argue with somebody like that. There's no winning. You're just wasting time. You're only losing time and self-respect by sitting here trying to convince this ignorant person that what you're saying is true or even if you're not trying to convince them that what you're saying is true just trying to convince them to see things from your perspective and they're clearly refusing to do that like bro move on right so free world well i can't say that some countries maybe not so free to think and believe what you want but you get my point you get my point it's like man think whatever you want believe whatever you want even i don't know everything even i don't have all the answers and once you can accept that about yourself i think you're much more open and accepting and patient with other people who clearly don't know what the fuck they're talking about you know what i mean because most people get their information and their news from social media which is just a bunch of other human beings who are capable of lying and deceiving and spreading misinformation and disinformation so you maybe you trust the source from which you get your news and information, but it doesn't mean it's correct, right? Like, just because you trust them doesn't mean they're incapable of lying to you. So maybe you're being lied to and you just don't know it. Maybe. I'm just saying it's possible. And once you understand that, I think you take yourself and your beliefs a bit less seriously because it's like, this is what I believe, but I could be wrong. So there's no reason for me to feel attacked when somebody tells me that what I believe is wrong or stupid or strange or weird, it's like, that, that's fine. That's what you think. The beauty of life is I get to decide what I think and how I live, you know? And that requires me to let you decide what you think and what you live. Because I don't fucking know. You don't fucking know. So why are we getting emotional about this shit? Let's just agree to disagree. It's like, oh, that's what you think? Cool. This is what I think. Cool. Let me try to consider it from your perspective just to see if I can find any sense in your way of seeing the world. And maybe I can. It happens all the time, right? You talk to somebody and they say something that you had never even considered before. You're like, oh, damn. And then it changes the way you see the world a little bit. It changes what you believe, even if just a little bit. That's smart. That's intelligent. But the person who's like, man, fuck that, fuck him and his stupid ideas, I'm not even going to consider it. 
That's stupid, bro. There's no reason to waste your time arguing with somebody like that. You know what I mean? This doesn't make sense. It's a waste of time. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, maybe I'm actually getting old because the older I get, the more I just want like fucking peace, bro. You know? And um, oftentimes that requires you to just let go of what you can't control. I think that's how you find peace. Just fucking let it go, man. Like you, That's what you think? All right, cool. Fine, whatever, bro. Just keep it over there. Don't come over here with that shit trying to force me to think and believe what you think and believe. As long as you don't do that and you stay away from my kids, I don't give a fuck what you do, bro. Free country, you know? And then you can just be at peace. And then when you go around trying to like force your way of viewing the world on other people, it's like, bro, there's so many better ways to spend your life. You know what I mean? Don't argue with stupid people. Don't argue with anybody you don't respect as an equal. Don't argue with anybody who you believe isn't interested in trying to understand your viewpoint. Once they've made it clear they're not trying to do that, just end the conversation, bro. Go watch Netflix or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's a better use of time. What's also a better use of time, uh, sticking with the topic of people, is like also for relationships. Like there's no reason to stay in a relationship when it's clear it's not serving your best interest or the best interest of the couple, both of you, right? No reason to stay with somebody longer than you should. Uh, a friend of mine recently ended a long-term relationship and obviously it's very disappointing it's very difficult to come to grips with the fact that this relationship that you had such high hopes for is now over it's hard to accept because you could see all the potential and you you just believe like if we could just fix a few things everything would be perfect and we could live our lives happily together and all these things and then when it comes to an end you're just like so disappointed and that's i mean disappointment comes from expectations right so you had these expectations and a lot of times we'll stay in a relationship because we expect things to get better or we believe things can get better and we start to tell ourselves these stories or we ignore all the negative and try to hyper focus on the positive to convince ourselves that staying in the relationship is the right thing to do when we know it's not like you know when some shit's not working right you might have doubts at first, but after like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times of the same shit, it's like, okay, this is clearly not working. I've tried everything I could think of and nothing's changing. It's like, it's time to go, bro, because you're not getting time back. You're just not. And there, this is just personal opinion. This is my opinion, but no individual on planet Earth is that important to the point where I should like sacrifice my well-being, my mental well-being, or my own happiness or satisfaction in life just to continue being with this person. Like, bro, you know how many women are on this planet, bro? Or men, like, you know how many people are on this planet? The idea that you can only be with one, to me, doesn't make sense. So if it's not working, bro, just fucking move on. Move on. It's tough at first, right? But you get over breakups, like, you know. Be fine. You will be fine. <laughs> Give it a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then it'll just be a bad memory. Like, move the fuck on. You got to put yourself first. Put yourself first. 
And I don't mean be selfish. I think it's two different things. I think putting yourself first just means respecting yourself enough to the point where you won't let anybody else force you. You won't devalue yourself for anyone else. I think that's what it means to put yourself first. So if you know you're being mistreated in a relationship, by staying in that relationship, you're putting the other person first because you want them to be happy and you want to continue to be a good partner for them. But what about you, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro. Gotta put yourself first. And this is dangerous advice because at least on TikTok, I see so much dangerous relationship advice from people who aren't even in successful relationships. You know what I mean? You gotta be careful. Even listening to me, take everything I say with a grain of salt, which basically means understand that this is just my opinion. It's not necessarily fact. You should do your own research and figure out for yourself what you think. That's what it means to take somebody's words with a grain of salt. So take all of this with a grain of salt. I'm just saying it's dangerous advice to tell somebody, put yourself first, think about yourself first in a relationship because you should. But a lot of people will take that and think, oh, well, fuck my partner then. I'm going to just be selfish and only think about myself. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying never devalue yourself or disrespect yourself just to keep another person in your life. Because then that we only like we only respect people who respect themselves. So when you start to disrespect yourself just to keep your partner around, they're going to notice that you don't respect yourself anymore. They pick up on that. They notice that shit. They see you don't respect yourself. So then it's okay for them to continue disrespecting you and take advantage of the fact that you don't respect yourself. You've just taught them that they don't have to respect you to be in an exclusive relationship with you. So why would they respect you? You see what I'm saying? Fuck that, bro. It's dumb. We only respect people who respect themselves. And so I think when you start respecting yourself, it also becomes clear who should and should not be in your life. And it becomes much easier to just kind of get those shitty people out of your life. I know it's hard because sometimes it's like your mom. Sometimes it's your brother. Sometimes it's your boyfriend. You know, it could be your best friend. It could be anybody close to you, but hey, man, they got to go. They got to go. You feel me? Time is short, and I just don't see any real reason to spend it with people who don't respect you or love you or appreciate you. Like, just be alone, bro. It's not that bad. Like, being alone is not that bad. It's actually fucking great. And I think the more time you spend alone and the more time you spend getting closer to yourself, trying to understand yourself really and be a friend to yourself, really like you almost lose patience for other people you know what i mean it's like i'm just so good chilling with myself i don't even really need company all the time obviously we still want it we're social animals and being by yourself all the time is also not good but i'm just saying i think a lot of people stay in relationships because they're afraid to be alone not because they want to be with that person and i could be wrong but i see a lot of that i've done that personally you know and sometimes you just got to fucking rip the band-aid off, bro. Just ah, get it off and fucking move on. The wound will heal, okay? It will heal. And if you're feeling that way, if you're even thinking like, man, I don't know if this relationship is for me. You're feeling those doubts. It's like that needs to be addressed. Don't ignore that shit, bro. Red flags are red flags for a reason. So if you're seeing the red. I'm not saying that every red flag is a reason to leave the relationship. I'm just saying that. You know, 
if a red flag pops up, like address that shit. See what's going on there. Don't ignore it. Don't run from it. You know, don't say, oh, it's fine. Everything will be all right. Fuck that, bro. <laughs> Because you're going to pay for it later. You feel me? So, no, man. If it's a problem, address that shit. And put yourself first, man. Love yourself. Focus on yourself. And I've I've found just on my own, if you can call it self-improvement journey or personal development journey or whatever, just trying to grow and learn as an individual, I find that the more you invest in yourself, the more you love yourself and put yourself first, like the better people you attract into your life because you just, your standards rise a little bit. Your standards get higher than they were before. So you just have no tolerance for people who don't have the same level of respect that you have for yourself. Things get simpler. You know what I mean? Because it's easier to identify people that you know shouldn't be in your life or people that you know are just a waste of fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Having a girlfriend is not that important, bro. Sex is not that important, bro. It's like, it's great and everything, but it's just, when you think about what's meaningful, when you're like 95 on your deathbed, are you going to think, man, I should have fucked more girls? Ladies, are you going to think, man, I should have fucked more guys? That would have made my life so much more meaningful, right? I should have dated more men or I should have dated more women. Like maybe, maybe, I don't know what you think, but nah, bro. No, that's not even the right way to say it. I should have fucked more people who didn't meet my standards. Like I should have fucked more girls who didn't meet my intellectual or emotional or relational standards. Like for real, of course not, bro. Of course not. Cause it's not that important. Finding a quality partner and forming like a quality, healthy, loving, mutual relationship that's founded on respect and admiration and mutual attraction. That's important, but you only need one of those. Right. So until you come across that, like, you know, anything less than that just is not that important. What's important is you. Right. Focus on you, bro. Your life, your dreams, your goals, your career, your money. You know what I'm saying? Your livelihood, your sense of security, just you. Because no matter what they tell you, you were born alone and you're going to die alone. I know that's hard for some people to accept. It's an uncomfortable thought for some people, but it's true, right? Like, you don't choose your family. You just happen to be born to this man and woman who are technically related to these other men and women, and you guys call yourself family. But family is about connection. And sometimes your family, people who don't even have the same blood running through their veins. You know what I mean? So anyway, the point is, like, whether it's family, friends, wife, husband, whatever like you're gonna die alone bro you're gonna die alone and you were born alone you were born into this world by yourself so i think although we evolved to be with other people and have relationships and that's super important you still need to know how to be by yourself because if you're incapable of being by yourself that only increases the chance that you'll feel the need that you have to be around other people to feel safe or comfortable or relaxed or at peace which means your whole life you'll be dependent on other people. And, other, and most other people don't give a fuck about you, bro. They could leave at any time, you know, or through some strange circumstances die maybe unexpectedly. And then what? You still with you, you know what I'm saying? So I think something that I don't 
hear being talked about enough like man just kind of like getting back in touch with yourself getting off the fucking phone putting down the distractions sitting in a room by yourself with those uncomfortable thoughts or feelings and just face it bro just like it's not that bad it's not that bad <laughs> and i think it's it'll be a lot better for you if you can learn to just put yourself first it might be lonely at first and it will still be lonely at times but I've always been the kind of person that prefers solitude over bad company. It's like, if I have to be alone, then fuck it. It's better than being with shitty people. Because then I feel shitty. And if I spend enough time with these shitty people, I become a shitty person. And I lose respect for myself. I don't even like the person I see when I look in the mirror. It's like, why would you live your life like that, man? Fuck that. Fuck that, bro. You're better than that. You deserve better. You know? So if you got shitty friends, fuck them. Shitty boyfriend, fuck them. Shitty girlfriend, fuck her, bro. You will find something else. And even if you don't, hey, that's life. Better than being with that shitty motherfucker. Right? I don't know. That's what I think. I'm curious to know what y'all think. Let me know. Let me know what y'all think. Um... Anyway, I don't want to touch on that too long. My friend that I was talking about, I'm sure she's listening to this podcast. Shout out to you. Much love to you. You know what I'm saying. We talked about this. And I just uh, thought it would be important for other people to hear that. Because maybe you don't have any good friends around you that will tell you the truth. But I'm going to tell you the truth, bro. Shitty people in your life, fuck them. Mom, fuck her. Brother, fuck them. Sister, fuck her. Dad, fuck them. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, man, if they're shitty people and it's clear that they're not going to change, you got to do what's best for you, man. If that means moving to another city or state or country, if that means being single for the next three years while you just focus on yourself, fucking do it. Just do it. Ask yourself, what's the alternative? If I stay in this situation, I know that's not good for me. I know it's not going to help me get to where I want to be. What would life be like in three years if I stay in this situation? And just ask yourself, is the vision you see, is, if, is what you envision good or bad? Is it positive or negative? And be honest with yourself. And if it's negative, fuck them. Move on, bro. Life is short, man. And I think what we do as a group more than anything, what has become a cultural norm, is just waste time. It has become so normal and commonplace to just waste time on shit that's not important. Whether it's people or jobs, fucking certain activities, whatever it is, we're just doing shit that's like, what? Doesn't serve you, bro. Doesn't help you in any way. I'm sorry if I'm rambling at this point. I could talk about this for fucking hours, especially if I'm talking to somebody else who has their own opinions, because it's interesting to talk about, I think. Psychology, relationships the decisions we make in life and why we make those decisions. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very important because, man, you all you have is your decisions in life. Whatever you choose to do, that's the only thing under your control at all times is what you choose to do. And sometimes we consciously or unconsciously choose to do stupid shit and waste so much time. And then five years from now, we look back and say, damn, why am I not where I want to be in life? Why am I so sad? Why am I, I feel so empty or so alone? Because you never spent time doing what's actually important, bro. Getting to know yourself and taking on 
challenging activities and tasks to grow and develop as an individual, seeking out better friends or better partners. You know what I'm saying? Trying to elevate your self-image. You know what I'm saying? Improve the way you see yourself. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know. I just think a lot of us walk around um, unnecessarily miserable when we don't have to be. You could wake up to tomorrow and just choose to do things differently if you really wanted to. And maybe you've just been telling yourself this story that you can't for this reason. I could never get that girl. I could never get that job. I could never go to that place. Bullshit. Bullshit. And do whatever the fuck you want to do. And I know, I'm sure that there are people in certain countries very poor countries with not very many opportunities. And it's easy for me to say, you can do anything, right? Yeah, God bless America. I'm American. I get it. We have certain freedoms and privileges that people don't have in other countries. I'm fully aware of that. But I don't, I don't think that goes against the idea that you can still do what you want to do. At the end of the day, you still choose what you do. So even if you never get to the destination... Just the act of trying to get there is better than sitting here miserable saying, oh, it could never be done. That's what I think anyway. I mean, like, why just, you know, why would you do that? Just to, it's like, oh, well, I, I don't think it's possible. So let me just not even try, <laughs> you know, why not just try just to see, just to see. You might prove yourself wrong, you know. I don't know. And then we also get told by other, we also like, sometimes it's not even you that believes it's not possible. It's just the people around you have been telling you for so long that what you want is not possible or the people around you have made you feel that whatever you want in life, you can't get, you're not good enough to get it, that you start to believe it. But I just find it hard to believe that human beings naturally go through life thinking of themselves in a negative way. I believe that's put inside of us by way of the experiences we have and the people we come into contact with. You know what I mean? And then we choose to accept those negative perspectives or views of us or opinions of us or things that are said about us or whatever, or we interpret people's poor treatment of us as something that we deserve. You know what I mean? Some people think like, if I'm being treated like shit in this relationship, it's because I deserve it. This is the best that I can get. This is all that I deserve. So I should just accept it bullshit bullshit not just relationships but even at work 
like in your career, I could never make more money than this. I could never get a better job. Bullshit, bro. Bullshit. Nah, man. Nah. You can do whatever you want, man. And I don't say that just because I'm American. I say that because I believe it to be true. Obviously, depends on each individual case. This is a general statement, but generally speaking, you get to choose what you do every day. This probably sounds really dumb to somebody in like some poor country where there's absolutely no opportunity and the system is clearly broken and designed to keep them down and poor. I understand this probably sounds dumb to some people, but it's what I believe, you know, because I'm not just talking about money. Whether it's relationships or personal development, whatever it is. If you're listening to this right now, you have access to the internet, which means there's a lot of things you could do that your parents or grandparents could never do. But you can do them now because you have the internet. So that's something. And even outside of the internet with relationships, that cute girl at the cafe you see every week, bro, you could get her, bro. You know what I'm saying? You could do it. You just have to believe you can do it. And even if she's not interested, guess what? There's other women, bro. Ladies, there's other guys, you know? I don't know, bro. I don't know. Believe in yourself, man. If nobody else will, you got to believe in yourself. Because if you don't, you've already lost. You know what I'm saying? Believe in yourself, man. Fucking getting emotional thinking about it. Just because it's like so, so deeply important. And I think so many people walk around with these false ideas about themselves and with these self-defeating mindsets. And they, we tell ourselves that this can't be done or I'm not good enough for that. I could never do this or be that fucking bullshit, bro. Not true. It's only true because you decide it's true. You accept it as true. And I don't have an instruction manual on how to change your mindset and think more highly of yourself. But one thing that's worked for me is just do more, bro. Do things that you can be proud of. Take on challenging tasks voluntarily and achieve something in life. Stop focusing on shit that doesn't matter, like scrolling on your phone or trying to impress other people or seem cool or interesting or be ex like, bro, fuck all that shit and just. Focus on something meaningful, you know? I don't know what that is for you. I can't, I can't give you that answer. Only you know what that's going to be. But that's something that's worked for me is just dedicate yourself to meaningful things. Get back in the gym. You're fucking lazy. You're sloppy. You know, you're starting to put on a few pounds. Get back in the gym. Get back into shape. You will feel great about yourself. Learn a new language. You're learning English. Practice and dedicate yourself every single day. Do whatever is necessary to improve your communication skills. You will feel good about yourself after you do that, right? You have that idea for this startup business or this side project you want to work on. Just try it, bro. Just try it. Worst case scenario, it goes nowhere. But maybe, maybe it goes much better than you expected. Maybe. You won't know until you try, bro. And just maybe, just imagine you try and you actually succeed. Imagine that, right? Imagine how much better you would feel about yourself. How much more valuable you would feel to yourself. How much more confident you would be in yourself. 
A lot of times we lack confidence and self-esteem because we never do shit. We sit at home doing the same shit every day, not growing or developing or trying new things or being challenged at all. And we sit and scroll on our phones at this artificial reality that we call social media. And we think everybody else is living such a fantastic, successful, happy life. I'm a piece of shit. I'm not doing all that cool stuff. I don't have all those relationships. I don't have any money. I don't look cool. I'm not creative. Fucking nonsense, bro. Fucking nonsense. Stop wasting your time, bro. This is like a relatively negative episode. I'm sitting here listening to myself. I hope this doesn't sound negative, and I hope it doesn't sound like I'm like, like trying to give some intervention or scold you or anything like that. It's not a motivational speech or none of that bullshit. I'm just, this is just what's on my mind at the moment. So I'm talking to you about it, you know? It's super important. Now more than ever, because the next generation, Gen Z, for example, these kids are fucked, bro. <laughs> like, parents aren't talking to their kids. These kids don't know how to process this fucking tidal wave of information that they see on social media every day. They have such a distorted perception of what life is and what's truly important, what's meaningful, and what they're actually going to care about when they get to 30, 40, 50, or 60. These kids are in danger, bro. These kids are in trouble, and nobody's talking to them. Or the wrong people are talking to them, and they don't know how to think critically for themselves to distinguish real shit from bullshit. And these kids are the future. So that's, I guess that's why I'm so passionate about it because like I didn't have anybody talking to me or teaching me what was important or right or wrong. And I just had to kind of learn for myself. I'm still learning every day. And um, I just think like, man, if I could go back to eight or nine or 10 or even 16 or 18, and somebody could tell me a lot of the stuff I know today, it would just save me so much time and energy and effort and emotional distress and frustration and all this unnecessary negativity. I could have saved myself from all of that. So if I could tell you something that nobody's told you before, then that's fantastic, I think, you know? Also, another reason that you should be talking to different people on a regular basis. That's one of the things I love most about my job is I get the opportunity. I have the privilege of talking to people from literally every continent so many different countries and cultural backgrounds and different ages and professions. And every individual has their own way of looking at life. And everybody knows something you don't. I think by talking to different people, you give yourself the opportunity to learn stuff that you never could have learned otherwise, or that might have taken you decades to learn. But through a simple conversation, just being open to somebody else's way of viewing the world, you can learn so much. Even about yourself, you can see yourself in different ways based on the way other people see you. Or based on the way other people see themselves. You know, listening to the way people talk about themselves could possibly teach you how you should talk about yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. But sometimes we only know how to talk about ourselves in a negative light. So when you listen to somebody else talk about themselves in a more pragmatic way, acknowledging not just the negative but the positive maybe that'll put the idea in your mind oh damn this person is able to acknowledge their weaknesses while also appreciating their strengths and they don't let their weaknesses convince them that they're a piece of shit they just say i need to work on this stuff but i'm also good at these things over here you get what i'm saying it's probably not the best example 
The point is, talking to various people from various walks of life, and more importantly, listening to various people from various walks of life, is the kind of education that you can't pay for. It's the type of thing that will make you grow in, in ways that no other activity can help you grow. You need to talk to different people. You need to talk to people that you disagree with. You need to talk to people that have a different way of life that you think is strange or dumb or weird. And at least try to understand why they do the things they do or why they believe what they believe. You don't have to agree. But just try to understand. You know? You need to constantly broaden your horizons and get an ever, like an increasingly clear view of this game we call life and this habitat we call earth. Like, you, you know what I mean? If you're just fucking stuck in your own head with this tunnel vision and you're only going through life considering what you think and believe and what you see and hear, you're at a distinct disadvantage, bro. Because again, you don't and you couldn't possibly know everything. So by not listening to other people, you're choosing to remain ignorant. And that's stupid. Like I said before, that's dumb. And you'll find the smartest, the most intelligent people who have their ego under control and have not, have not fallen into arrogance, but the most intelligent people who are also humble, they want to know what you think. They want to know how you feel. They want to know why you said what you said. They don't get offended easily. They don't take other people's words personally. They don't get triggered by people's opinions or a difference of belief systems. Like, I want to know why you think and believe those things, just so I can understand. Because the better I understand you, the better I can communicate with you and work with you and coexist with you. But if I'm just walking around making assumptions, thinking I know and understand what everybody else thinks and believes without even having talked to those people, I'm fucking dumb, bro. I'm stupid. You should not respect me or listen to what I have to say if I'm not open to respecting and listening to what you have to say. Fuck me if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? If that's the way I go through life, bro, fuck me. That sounds funny. Fuck me. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. You get what I'm trying to say. So, man, just talk to other people. Listen to other people. You can say what you got to say, but just... Keep yourself under control. Let them speak. Think about what was said. And it might change what you have to say. You know? Just a piece of advice, my friend. You could take it. You could leave it. You can do whatever you want with it. I'm just saying that um, you learn a lot more and you grow a lot more when you're open to viewing the world in different ways. When you detach yourself from your own thoughts and opinions and you accept the fact that you might be wrong. It's more, it's most likely, you're most likely wrong, right? Human beings, like we're, we're not, we think of ourselves as logical. We can reason, but it doesn't mean we're right all the time, right? The brain malfunctions in predictable ways. That's why you should study human psychology. I don't know why we're not taught about that in school. The way the human brain works, neuroscience and psychology, why we're not taught these things? Because the more you understand the human brain, and the predictable ways it malfunctions, the better you get at using your brain productively and the better you get at understanding other people's brains, the better you get at understanding why people do the things that they do. And then it's impossible to take shit personally or get offended when you understand like human psychology. It's impossible. 
right? If you if you really understand how this shit works, it, how could you possibly be offended by something somebody else says? You know what I mean? Like to get offended is a choice. And if you get offended by somebody's like opinion, or even if somebody insults you directly, like if you're, if you're, I don't want to use, I mean, the word enlightened is kind of cringe, but if you're enlightened, if you're awake and paying attention, there's no reason, there's no logical reason to take that shit personally. Somebody insults you, that's what they think of you. That's fine. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Call me whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you don't have to acknowledge it. Might cause you a bitch ass nigga or a fucking whatever. Like, okay. All right. You know, all it does is say something about them. It says nothing about you. So and this is kind of a different subject. At first I was saying just listen to people and talk to different people, be open, try to learn something from everyone you meet. This is a different subject now, right? I'm saying don't take insults personally. Don't take a difference of opinion personally. You know what I mean? You got to rise above that primitive way of thinking and living, in my opinion. Got to rise above that, bro. It's the only way you're going to grow. It's the only way. I don't know. Man, I'm sitting here looking out the window at these apartment buildings. Um, I see a swimming pool. I see these beautiful, I don't know what kind of trees they are. These two gigantic trees in front of me and then a bunch of other apartment buildings. And that's something else I wanted to talk about today was just the concept of living in apartments in general. In bonus episode number eight that I put out, I talked about apartment living. Dr. Panova talked about apartment living. I didn't necessarily talk about it. She did. But uh, in that episode, she was talking about the benefits of living in an apartment because at least in the U.S., the idea of finally buying a home and getting out of the city and living in the suburbs in peace and tranquility that seems to be a dream for a lot of people when really there's still a lot of negative sides to owning a house and a lot of positive aspects of just renting an apartment and she talked a lot about that and just in case you don't know you can subscribe on patreon by clicking the link in the description of this episode and get access to the transcript and vocabulary guides for all the podcast episodes, as well as access to bonus episodes only available to the people who support me and my work. Shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. I love y'all. But anyway, in episode bonus episode eight, we were talking about apartment living and some other stuff. I actually have a few bullet points or talking points about that. Just the ideal apartment living situation. I don't know if you listened to talking about nothing number one completely. But in that episode, I told you about my piece of shit ass neighbor living directly above me who keeps her dog locked in a bathroom for hours on end. And now she took it out of the bathroom and she has it locked in a cage in the apartment and for hours on top of hours. The dog will be screaming and scratching and shaking the cage, basically saying, let me the fuck out of here. Why are you ignoring me? And that's all we hear for hours. But anyway. That situation made me think, wouldn't it be fantastic if they had separate apartment buildings for people who have kids and or pets and people who don't? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Jesus Christ, it would be so wonderful if the entire building was nothing but single people or even if they're couples or families like just adults. 
no kids, no pets. And I love kids and I love animals, but Jesus Christ, are they fucking annoying? Jesus Christ, are they annoying at times, bro? Like, just, I don't know. Just especially, like, I love dogs, but I think one thing that cats have over dogs, one advantage they have, or one positive thing that they have over dogs is they don't bark or whine. Dogs bark and whine incessantly, bro. Just bark and bark and bark and bark and bark. Or, like, when they want attention, they'll just whine, like, just fucking for hours and it's like shut the fuck shut the fuck up <laughs> shut up bro you know what i mean i don't know it's fucking annoying it's really annoying and so when i hear that shit for hours on top of hours or like she has she has a dog and like two or three kids and um i won't speak about how she's raising the kids because everybody's free to raise their kids in the way they want but she is not the type of person that raises her kids to control themselves or um, consider the greater context of a situation. And what I mean is if you're on the third floor and you have hardwood floors in your apartment, naturally, just speaking for myself, I would think, oh, there's people below me. I shouldn't let my kids jump up and down and run around and throw objects and drag them across the floor because the people below me are going to have to hear that shit all day, every day. What the fuck? I just try my best to consider people around me. I just, that's, I've always kind of been that way. I know most people, shouldn't say most, a lot of people aren't that way. I try to be that way. And so when these fucking kids are screaming at the top of their lungs, just running around, being kids, I mean, that's what kids do. I understand. But like, bro, if you're an adult in an apartment on the third floor, it's like, have some fucking respect and consideration for the people around you. You don't play music as loud as you possibly can at 3 o'clock in the morning. Niggas got to work, bro. It's Tuesday night. Niggas got to go to work in the morning. What are you doing? You know what I mean? You got hardwood floors. Why are you letting your kids from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. jump around and fucking scream and throw shit on the floors? Like You got neighbors, bro. What are you doing? Am I tripping? Like, I don't think I'm tripping. I think that's just common courtesy. Common courtesy for your neighbors, respect for the people around you, right? So it would be fantastic if there were apartment buildings, you may not have kids or pets in this building because we like silence after a certain point. And sometimes with kids and pets, silence just isn't possible, right? They're kids, they're animals, they make noise. Adults make noise, but adults at least have the life experience or should have the life experience to at least be aware of the idea of other people having to put up with our noise and so maybe we consider them and make less noise kids don't do that animals don't do that so if we could just put all of them over there in that building you know and that way people who also have like people who have pets will probably be more understanding if the people above them have a pet that's making a lot of noise or if i have kids i'll probably be more understanding if my neighbor has kids that are making a lot of noise but if i don't have kids or pets bro i don't want to hear that shit I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Take, you know, just have a designated building for them. Everybody's happy. You know? Or maybe, maybe everybody wouldn't be, maybe I would just be happy. <laughs> I would be happy in that situation, you know? Because it's just like, man. I'm the type of guy that appreciates silence. Especially when I'm working from home and I'm like writing a podcast episode or I'm in class or something. 
Or if I'm just after a long day, you just want to like chill, man. The only noise I want to hear is the noise I make. And I don't make a lot of noise. So obviously, like you got noisy neighbors. It's just a pain. It's a pain in the ass, bro. It'd be cool if there was a separate building for noisy people who wanted like if you could sign up when you rent the apartment and you could say i don't mind living near people who make noise at two o'clock in the morning fine go live in that building over there building four perfect for you but if you don't want to hear noise at all times of the day okay this is the silent building over here we don't make noise after 11 p.m shut it the fuck down bro use your inside voice crank the volume down a little bit show some fucking respect it's the quiet building right you got kids, building number seven. Make all the fucking noise you want. We got a playground. We got a bounce house. We got to do what you got to do. You got pets, fine. Building number three. Dogs, cats, birds, whatever you got to do. Just do it over there, you know? Don't fucking force everybody else to put up with your shit. You know, this is a communal space. We got to coexist, bro. Show some fucking respect. Some fucking decency. For your fellow human being. You know what I mean? It'd be cool if there was a separate building for smokers too. We actually, we used to have maybe not separate buildings. I remember in my lifetime when I was a kid, there was a time when you had a smoking area of a building. Inside the building. I remember we went to a restaurant called Applebee's. I'm pretty sure they still exist. I'm pretty sure they're still in business. It's just a typical family restaurant here in the States. And I remember distinctly walking into the restaurant and we, they would ask you, if I'm not mistaken, which section you want to sit in. And if you wanted to smoke, they would put you in the smoking section, excuse me, smoking section of the restaurant, even though it's right next to the non-smoking section of the restaurant. It's like, we're still in the same room. How the fuck do you have a smoking section of a room, bro? I never understood that, even as a kid. It made no sense. It's like, I can still smell all this smoke. I'm inhaling it. And just in case you don't know, like, we call that secondhand smoke. Secondhand smoke is when you're around somebody that's smoking and you are also inhaling the smoke. That's called secondhand smoke. And a lot of people die from secondhand smoke, right? They can, you can get cancer. You maybe never smoke a cigarette a day in your life. But if your partner or your parents or just everybody in the, the area is always smoking, you're also inhaling that smoke and you can get lung cancer, emphysema and all this other crazy shit. That's secondhand smoke. And it'd be cool if they had a building for smokers, too. You know, like, why don't they why don't they have that? Because you don't always want to step outside to smoke real quick, like smoking, being in a relaxed position on your couch watching TV and you could just enjoy a cigarette or enjoy a nice joint or a blunt or something like that. That's cool. Why do I have to go outside? So if there was just a building where everybody in this building smokes, people who smoke don't mind the smell of smoke. Non-smokers hate the smell of smoke in most cases, most cases. Like most people who don't smoke cigarettes hate the smell of cigarettes. But I find that most cigarette smokers actually like it. I like it, you know? So if somebody else is smoking, even if I'm not smoking right now, we're both smokers, so I don't mind the smell of smoke coming through my air vents and shit like that. It's fine. I smoke too. That's a normal smell for me. So there should be separate buildings for people who have pets, people who have kids, people who want to make noise whenever they want, people who prefer silence the majority of the day, people who smoke. That would be fantastic.
And you can't call that discrimination, bro. We would make buildings for everyone. That'd probably be problematic. You can't include everyone. That's impossible. But you get what I'm trying to say, right? You know, that's a good type of discrimination, I think. <laughs> Sometimes discrimination is good, you know? And discrimination also, like, it depends on the, yeah, it depends on the type of discrimination because even, like, ladies, if a dude approaches you on the street and he's trying to get your phone number and you reject him, that's discrimination. Right? You're saying, nope, you're not my type. Not interested. I prefer not to date dudes like you. And it doesn't really matter what the reason is. Maybe you're into whatever you're into. He is not that. So you're discriminating, right? Fuck you. Get away from me. I got a boyfriend. Yeah. Right? That's discrimination. Nothing wrong with that. So it, de <laughs> it depends on the kind of discrimination. And I think... um Building segregation is would be a positive thing. Uh, everybody who lives the same lifestyle in the same area, that's fine. You want to smoke? Go do it over there with the smokers. You want to have seven dogs in your one-bedroom apartment? Fine. Go to the dog building. Not this one. No pets allowed in this motherfucker. You feel me? I, it would be better for me, I think. For a lot of people, that would it would be better. It would be fantastic. You know? Also, one thing that I think would be a cool addition to apartment buildings in general is slides. That would be really fucking cool. Because you know, like, any building with more than two stories, there's a staircase. And just in case you don't know, a story, S-T-O-R-Y, just like I read you a story, it's also a word that we use to refer to floors of a building. So somebody might say, this is a 10-story building. It means it's a building with 10 floors. I'm sure that make. I hope that makes sense. So any building with like two or three or more stories is going to have a staircase. And most apartment buildings, at least in the U.S., if it's only three floors, there's no elevator. There's no escalator. If it's like nine or ten or more, it's certainly going to have a staircase and an elevator. But why are those the only two options? Wouldn't it be fantastic if it's like a two or three floor? Even, man, imagine like a ten floor building. A 10-story apartment. But instead of walking down all those flights of stairs or just taking the elevator straight down, you could get on a slide like a fucking child and slide down each floor. Wouldn't that be fucking fun? That would be so cool, bro. And I think it would, like, the overall happiness of adults would increase. It's hard to be mad when you're going down a slide. That shit's fun, bro. So if every day when you leave the house, you have to go down a slide, you just have a little bit of fun. Every time you leave the house, you leave the house in a good mood, right? Just leaving your house is fun because you have to go down the slide and that's fun. That would be cool, you know? And it's faster. Like, like if you're on the seventh floor and your building's on fire, you can't use the elevator and running down seven flights of stairs, I think you can trip and fall. Right? It's not as fun, but if you can just slide down like a firefighter or some shit, have a little bit of fun, then it's cool. You know? I'm just saying it would be, it would be fun if three, four, five-story buildings had slides and staircases and elevators. So just if you are a kid at heart, if you're, if you're an adult with a childlike spirit and you just want to have some fun, you can have some fun. Don't take the stairs. Don't take, no. Oh, where's the, excuse me. Where's the slide? How do I get downstairs? Oh, the slide is right over here through this door. Yeah. 
That'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. I'm all, I've always been interested in architecture and also like alternative um, designs. Like I watch a lot of stuff on Instagram where people build different types of furniture, but they build it in this creative way where one piece of furniture can be used in multiple ways, like a, a round table that separates into multiple pieces and those pieces can turn into chairs. You know what I'm saying? Or like a shelf on the wall, you can fold it down and it's a shelf and you lift it back up and it's a piece of artwork, like multi-use furniture that was designed in a way to look as if it's one piece, but it can be transformed into something else. I love shit like that. It's so cool. So cool. And I just wish that, um, I understand the reason that you have to build like all the apartments the same exact way. It's for business purposes. Like it's very, it's much difficult no, it's much more difficult to sell 15 different kind of products than it is to sell one. It's hard to get good at selling 15 things, or it's harder to do that than it is to sell just one thing. You want everything to be exactly the same, the same price, keep it streamlined. You know how much money you're going to make this month. You know how to sell this kind of apartment. You know who would rent this. You know what I'm saying? From a business perspective, there's obvious reasons why everything has to be uniform and identical or at least similar. But from a well-being standpoint i think people could really benefit from alternative architectural design you know stuff that's designed for the modern day human being and the way we live our lives and stuff that's designed to just like to make being at home more fun i don't know how we would do that i'm not a architect or a interior designer but if people have more liberty to design things in more creative ways i think everybody would appreciate that for the same reason that a world without art would be fucking terrible. You know what I'm saying? Just people having the liberty to create things just because they want to, just because it makes them feel good, because it's cool or interesting. Like art makes life better. Imagine life with no music or TV series or movies or paintings or poetry or literature, instruments, uh, any, any creative endeavors. Just imagine what life would be like. Now imagine living in a city where all the buildings look the same, all the streets look the same, everybody dresses, the, you know what I'm saying? It's just less interesting, it's boring, it's depressing. Need some self-expression in this bitch, you feel me? I don't know. And I think uh, one simple way to do that, put a slide on the side of every building. So if you want, you can go down the slide. I don't know, I think it'd be kind of cool. Also another idea that I don't, I'm not sure it would be cool but it sounds interesting, is a Rate My Neighbor app. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, when a new neighbor moves into your building or onto your street, you could at least see some kind of history of what type of neighbor they were in the last place they lived. If they're the type of neighbor that has a bunch of pets, a bunch of dogs that are always fucking barking and shit, or if they have kids that are too loud, or if they play music all the time at, at late hours at night and stuff like that, you'd, if you could just at least know that about them when they move in, That'd be kind of cool. Or if you could even vote, right? Based on your history and what your other neighbors have said about you, everybody in your new building is going to vote on whether or not you can stay there. Obviously, that wouldn't work because people could vote no. You can't stay here for all kinds of reasons. You could be an exemplary fucking citizen and just because you're black or white or a woman or a man or short or from a certain state or you speak a certain language, or you dress a certain way, people always find reasons to discriminate or say, fuck you. I think that's human nature. So I know the idea wouldn't work. 
but it would be interesting if you could leave reviews on your shitty neighbors so that it's harder for them to move into new places and that would incentivize them to stop being shitty neighbors. You know? I just can't stand inconsiderate people, bro. It's like a pet peeve of mine. Somebody who doesn't consider the people around them before they take action. I'm not saying be a people pleaser because you can't please everybody, but just like obvious stuff, like walking, on, sitting on the fucking bus. There's 40 people on the bus. And instead of buying some headphones and listening to music by yourself, you turn up the volume on your phone so that everybody on the bus has to listen to your music until they get off the bus. What the fuck are you doing, bro? That type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Or the person like we're in a doctor's office in the waiting room. Your phone rings. Instead of stepping outside to take your phone call, you want to talk on the phone like this so everybody has to hear your conversation? Oh, what? That's because she did. What? What? What the fuck are you doing, bro? Shit like that. I, oh, bro. Irritates the fuck out of me. I can't stand inconsiderate people like that. You know what I'm saying? That shit grinds my fucking gears. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hate shit like that. Like, man, you don't have to be a people pleaser. I'm not a people pleaser. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. I, you know, I don't live to please other people, but I still try to have, like, take basic consideration of the people around me. You know what I mean? Maybe this would inconvenience everybody. Maybe me playing my music is loud. Maybe... Not everybody on this bus wants to hear the music that I'm listening to. Maybe, right? Maybe. That's a possibility. I don't know, bro. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> uh, how long have we been here? It's been an hour already. That's what happens when you talk about nothing. The time flies. But I guess, my friend, that'll be it for this episode, man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and get some lunch. I'm in the mood for pizza, so I think that's what I'm going to get today. But I hope you've enjoyed this ramble session of me talking about nothing for the second time on this podcast. There will certainly be many more, so be out on the lookout. Be out on the lookout for that. That doesn't make sense. Don't say that. Be on the lookout for that, which basically means I want you to be expecting that, right? Imagine as if you're waiting for something to appear on the horizon and you're scanning the horizon looking for it you're on the lookout you're looking outward and waiting expecting something to appear that's what it means to be on the lookout so be on the lookout for more episodes of real english radio more editions of talking about absolutely nothing but that's it for now my friend as you already know this is real english radio i am your host tony kaizen and i'll talk to you soon peace
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.